Good morning, everybody. You guys have been prayed for. We're going to jump on in. And uh, I just tell you, how many people are ready for Christmas? About half. <laughs> how many people are ready for Christmas? That's what I'm talking about. We're going to be digging in that today. So good morning. And I, we're on the countdown for Christmas. And I love to say, you guys hear me say it every year and, and all the time throughout the year, that I love to say Christmas. And we're going to talk about that, keeping the main thing the main thing. How many know that's important? Keeping the main thing the main thing. So I wanted to ask you guys a couple of things, because uh, I went out into the wilderness to do some shopping the other day. Whoo! How many people like online shopping? Yeah, not a bad thing if you can, right? So I, I had a couple questions. How many people experienced a little bit of uh, traffic jams out there? A little bit of traffic? Had some traffic, yeah? How many people, how about this? How many people have seen a lot of sales papers coming the last week or so, last month? Every time you go to the mailbox, something there, your Wednesday shoppers got some stuff. Okay, I said, okay. And now I want to ask you this. How many times you see an ad on TV? You got to get it. Got to buy it now, man. Only so many days left to Christmas. I mean, all that, right? So, so we've seen the hustle and bustle of Christmas, right? Got a question for you. How many people got jammed up in traffic coming to church today? Come on now. Went right on through, didn't we? See, because we celebrate, we celebrate Christmas about Jesus being who he is and coming to earth. Now, let me ask you a question. How many Bible tracts did somebody bring by your house and put in your mailbox? And it's quiet. Let me ask you this. How many commercials did you see played over the last month presenting the gospel? Shame on us. But I got to thinking about that last night. And just like I was talking about before we start rolling the camera, we have a good time here. We laugh. We have uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. But we take Jesus serious. Amen. And, you know, we talked about how we go to ball games and, and, and races. And we're just like, woo, man, there goes my guy. There he goes. Look at that. Look at that catch. Look at this. Look at that strike for all those bowlers, Tim. There we go. But then sometimes when it comes to Christ, we just go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I love it at Christmas time uh, because, you know what, I try to carry that all through the year. Now, you think about that. We get all geared up and stuff, but it, sometimes it slows down where we really think about it. How many people, when you get to this time of year, you kind of reflect on the year? Where you've been, what you've been through. I know there's been some difficult times in many of our church family life uh, and, and folks that will be watching. But I want to encourage you that God's never left you. Amen. And we're going to pull together. But do but you see what I'm setting the backstage, the back, backdrop of the stage here is that the world gets real geared up on stuff. But man, as Christians, we ought to be spun up on Jesus all the time. Amen? Amen. I don't mean you got to put somebody in the Holy Ghost headlock or anything like that. But you know what? I believe that they should know that this is important for us. The birth of Christ is, is, is the, the central theme. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I probably will. Because I can't hardly wait to tell you what the Lord showed me this week. So there's some good stuff here. And I, I wanted to, to look here and, and share a few things. We're still on here. And share from our scripture. And, and when I read this scripture, going through the story, I said, now that is Christmas. It's not the sale. It's not the long lines. It's not getting the coupon. This is Christmas. Look at this. And it says, she will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. No, no, no. Think about the races. 
Think about the cars. Think about all that. Now I'm going to read this again. I'm going to read this again because I want you guys ready because this is what we're talking about. Are you ready? She will give birth to a son. Somebody say amen. And you are to give him the name who? Jesus, because he will do what? Save his people from their sins. Come on, man. Give the Lord a hand clap. That's Christmas. That's what I'm talking about. That's what the deal is. Man, I'm going to tell you what. You wake up in the morning knowing that, it'll change your whole day. It'll change your whole life. It'll change how you spend money. It'll change how you kiss your wife. It'll change how you help, help a little old lady across the street. Whatever it is, when this is the center of your, your life, it changes everything. So I hope today that God just does something in us that nobody else can do but him. So when you think about this, he said he's going he's, he's to save us from our sin. He's going to deliver us. He's the rescuer. He's the redeemer. See, the great announcement, that's the reason for the season. That God became flesh and dwelt among us. That's the miraculous. That's the gift, man. It stopped everything. It stopped. It went from, listen to this. You guys hear about B.C., before Christ, and then A.D., and people say that's after death. No. No, it's not. Check it out here. Anno Domini, Domini, I'll get it here. This is Latin for the year of our Lord. It means the number of years since the birth of Christ. See, we were counting down for him. Now we're counting up until he's coming back. Change time, stop time, something happened, boom! Jesus was born here. Man, the Savior is here. So we, we will never see the fullness of Christ looking at the world, but we'll only see the fullness of Christ looking at the Word. Somebody say amen with that. Amen. And so I, I want to look through a few things here, and I said, look at this. I said, look at this. this, this God shows us right out of the chute that he's for us, amen? Right. Now when... when the word came down when the, the great celebration is going on, when, when we're screaming it out here, where do they go? I said, look what, what happened here. The angel announced the birth to the shepherds, the sheep herders. Those guys were kind of smelly. Those are not the guys that you want your daughter dating. But where did God go? Right to the thick of it. I love that. Angel didn't go to the Pharisees. He didn't go to the palace. He didn't go to Rome Coliseum. We're, we're talking about Bethlehem. When I did a little study on that, basically it's a little hick town, man. It's, it's, it's a small place, right? It's in the hill country of Judah. See, a lot of times we think God's going to do it on this grand scheme. And when he does it in the God scheme, we miss it. Think about things in your life you thought, well, it, it should go down like this, A, B, C. This is the way it should be. And God does something crazy. He just turns around and does it his way. And in the midst of that, you go, I don't understand. But man, when you get to the, the, the shore side and look back across that river, across through, through the storms, through those different things, you said, "Woo, God's got it. Isn't that amazing? Now, I, I say this often. I just want to make sure nothing's changed since the last time I asked you all this. Now, we can learn things all the time, and I pray that we learn every day. But let's be honest. Have you learned more things in the hard times or in the good times. Pretty much the hard times, isn't it? Now, I don't wish that on anybody, but I'm just telling you, he said, hey, when these things happen, be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. So he didn't say if they happen. He says when they happen. Nobody wants to sign up for a test, do they? Go, well, just put me through the ringer, Lord. No. And it's not that the Lord's putting you through the ringer. Life is happening. And so as life is happening, we should seek the one who gives us life. The one that came to, to save the people from their sin. Man, I, I, this week was just amazing to me. Because I know the Christmas story. And you know what? One of the hardest sermons for me to preach, 
or, or I really put a lot of time in, is the Christmas service. You say, oh yeah, you know, you, want, you know why? Because most of the time, this is, this is what my heart is as I'm praying about it. You have people come to church maybe twice a year, maybe, at Christmas and at Easter, right? And they hear the same story, and it's a wonderful story. It's a beautiful story. But what happens sometimes is, yeah, I heard that story, I got it locked down, done. Yep, check the box. So I pray today that we hear the beauty of the story, but God takes it even deeper in our heart from Christmas to Christmas, amen? I hope that we see that today. Look at this. As we look through, I, have, I had some selected verses here. 1 Corinthians uh, 1.27. God chose the things of the world that the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. Man. Let me translate that the way I see it, all right? And see if that, that, that fills in my God does some stuff that is so simple, that is profound. You go, there's only one answer to this question. It's Jesus. It's only one way this could happen. It's God. He takes all the guesswork out. But see, you know what I have sometimes? I want to share something with you real fast. I want you all to take a look at this, this beauty, beautiful nativity scene here. Marie sets that up for us every year. For you guys, I don't think Marie and mommy is sharing a little testimony here. See, I was while we were doing something. We were plugging in the wires, and Marie was over here and dropped something, and she's down like this, and she's standing on her head. She's picking that back up, and she's working and everything like that, and she's so happy to be doing the Lord's work. And I thought, wow, this is a woman that had her neck broke, what, a year ago? A, little, a year and a half ago. God delivered her, man. And you know what she knows? She's still serving. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's what I'm saying. When we said, oh, yeah, well, that's nice. That's nice. No, I, I got to step back and see past it. That you know what? That God raised her up. That she can drive. That she can do all types of stuff. And you know what? Main focus is, hey, you know what? She called me. She, you know, I want to get there early. Said that, yes, ma'am, bring it. She didn't say my back hurt, my neck hurt, my ear hurt, this and that. And I know we got aches and pains. I'm not, not saying that. I'm saying when I'm sitting over there with my guitar tuning up, I remember going to the hospital. I remember spending a couple different times of visits up there. And we're praying, Lord, touch her, raise her up. And God listened. And we are blessed. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Man. So when doctors and lawyers in the world say one thing, hold fast to the word of God. Amen. I'm not saying anything wrong with doctors, anything God uses them all the time. I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for other folks, for teachers and all that. But I'm going to tell you what, we cannot let... What the world says, trump what God says. Amen? He's in control, and that's what we're sticking with. Everybody doing good so far? Woo! Oh, no, no, no. We talked about it. Is everybody doing good so far? Yeah! yeah. Man, see, that's what we need right there. If, it made you feel better, didn't it? I bet the devil, devil just went, eee! Get out of here, devil. Here we go. So one of the things we do at Christmas, we want to express it. Take a look at this. Communicate the good news. Check this out, man. Communication is the key to many, many things, right? Relationships and everything else. Look at this. Luke 10, 2.10, excuse me. And it says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Man, you can just run right through that, can't you? Now, studying this out a little bit, and I looked at the underlying part right there, and, and, and those five words, if you broke that down into Greek text, really come down to this, evangelize. Share the good news. Share the good news. How many people have had the opportunity to share some good news this year? 
here and there. Yeah. How many people look forward to sharing the good news? How many people are scared to death to share the good news? It's okay. Sometimes we're out of our comfort zone. But you know what I love? When somebody pulled me to the side and they go, hey, 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 Pastor Buddy. I said, you know what? I had an opportunity to pray for somebody today. I said, good for you. They get excited about it. Man, they turn the corner. See, it's not just for preachers. It's not just for the Sunday school teachers. It's not just for the worship leaders. It's for all people to tell the good news. All people. And you know what? I ain't too shy. See, this is the thing. It, it was funny. When, when you see people that haven't seen you in a long time, it's just funny sometimes, you know. Because you know, I was going somewhere the other day, and, and I know somebody's thinking, boy, you gained some weight, right? But they didn't say nothing. January's coming, right? <laughs> and they start talking. And one of the things they always ask me, hey, man, you still playing music? And that's all the doorways wide open. And you know what I'm telling them? Y'all heard it many times. Oh, yeah, we're playing every week. Really? Yeah, man, jamming every week. Woo, yeah. You ought to come on down. Man, where y'all jamming at? I said, church. They go, ooh. Yeah. I said, come on. I always tell them it sounds like Leonard Skinner with a better message. You know? They say, I might check that out. Yeah. That's good. I like playing fast songs, right? Because you get the good news sooner. You never know what's going to happen. You might be on your way down. This is the day. Yeah. Oh, man, I love it. So we need to communicate that. And, and we need to share that. So at Christmas time, are you expressing the good news? Now, you can express that in a lot of ways. I know we give gifts and things like that. Maybe we make a phone call, invite somebody over, check on your neighbors, things like that. I think those are all good things. But you know what? There's a lot of good things. I hope that we're sharing the God thing. Woo! Jesus came, man, so that we could live, man, oh, man. Now, I want to ask you this. We were talking about it a little bit earlier. I think one of the most fascinating football games that I went to in person was when ODU happened to beat uh, don't, don't even say <laughs> the, the Hokies. Uh, the Hokies. I couldn't resist. Hey, hey, you saw what happened after that. But it was amazing to me. I'm sitting in my seat. We were the underdogs. They gave us like a half a percent to win. You know? And, and people are just losing their mind. They're up in the seats and, whoo, man, they're doing this. I mean, people that don't know each other are belly bumping and doing this and spilling stuff and everything. And it's just, oh, it's all right. It's okay. Now do that. Now let somebody spill coffee on you at church. We'd have to pray for both of you, wouldn't you? Right? It's all right. I mean, they got popcorn coming out their teeth. They got the blue hair going on. All this going on, I'm going, what is going on here? And I thought, does that mean I don't have to pay for my season tickets next year? No. Does that mean that I'm going to get a free snow cone that's probably six bucks somewhere? No. Does that mean I get one of the, the free foam fingers? No. Guess what? And everybody's losing their mind. I never forget my, my buddy's son was behind him. And I, and I look at him and he goes, what just happened? What just happened? Man, that's what we ought to be doing when we're expressing. When, when, when it's Jesus' birthday. What just happened? Whoa, God came. Man, born of a virgin. It's miraculous. But we go, yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that story. I don't even get it. I don't get how we can be so excited about something that does nothing for us. I guess give you bragging rights. And just like me and Marie's talking, the only reason I talked about that because I think we lost every other game after that. You know how that works. But you remember that day, right? <laughs> Man, I pray that we remember this day. 
that Jesus was born. But see, we don't just stop there. He lived a life that was sinless. He laid down a life that was perfect. And he rose on the third day so that we could be with him forever. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap right there. Woo! So here's what I'd like to share. Everybody can bring the good news. I, I hit on that a little bit. It's not just a pastor's Bible scholar or anybody. A 10-year-old can share the good news. An 85-year-old person can share the good news. Don't disqualify yourself. You know what? I got something for you. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You qualified. When you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? You qualify in Christ. How many people ask you this? Well, how do you know you're going to heaven? If you die tonight, would you go to heaven? How would you answer that question? There was many, many years I was going, ooh, flip the coin. Uh, maybe. See, my mind was this, because I did not grow up in church, and, and, and I knew about God, but I didn't know God, and there's a big difference, right? So from five years old to 30, you, you get a lot of input, right? You get a lot of wrong input. Amen. But man, when you get the right input, it changes everything. I never forget calling my mother-in-law. Woo! I got saved today. Man, she was excited. Jimmy! Jimmy! Oh, yeah! Because she knew what that meant. Thank the Lord, I don't have that heathen in my family. <laughs> right? So then my dad was just a little bit behind me and getting saved, right? So I called him. I said, Dad, I got saved. He said, you did what? I said, I gave my life to the Lord today. He said, be careful. They want your money. <laughs> I'm just telling you. He said, you, you got to go, go easy with this thing. Then my dad got saved. <laughs> oh, the pastor, they passed. They had to be dumping things in there because you want to give. Not because they had to give. My dad, they said, we need somebody to help clean the church. My dad said, I ain't no business. I can do that. Pop's cleaning the church. He's weed eating. Hey, he don't even get on the ladder. He's going by faith helping him work on the roof. I get that gene from my dad. We don't do stuff like that too much. But he did. He jumped out there. But see, when you know what you've been rescued from and set into, you get excited, man. Do y'all get excited when somebody receives the Lord? I love it because I know what happens. They're no longer on, on, on the path of destruction and going to hell, but they're setting the family and going to heaven. Man, now that doesn't mean that they won't have some tough times. If you're saved and ever had a tough time, raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, we have had some tough times. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be just so. You know, can you imagine that? I can I, I think about it because that's what I think happens. You wake up, you gave your life to the Lord, you say, Lord, I put my faith and trust in finished work of the cross. Oh, I got a good night's sleep. And you just wake up and your wife goes, baby, honey. Oh, no, no, no. Let me get those socks for you. Here, would you like something to eat? Well, I want blueberry pancakes. It's a, you know what? Well, you can have whatever you want. Does that happen? That ain't happening. That is not happening. Now, I'll tell you what really happens. I'll tell you what. Sometimes, if you get saved and, you, and, you, and your, your, your wife or husband don't, it works both ways. And you tell them, say, well, you know, I'm going to go spend more time in the church. I'm going to give to the church. I'm going to serve the church. They're going, what you talking about? What's going on? But isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing when, when the whole family starts getting saved? It changes everything. I love it. I remember seeing my dad got saved before my mama did and she said, all he does is sit in that garage and read the Bible. I said, yes! 
She said, but, you know, he needs the weed eat. I said, the weeds are coming back, mama. We just got, he's weeding out his heart. And then my mama got saved. Whoo. She was listening to Pat Robson, right? Hey, whatever. It just, it, I don't care who's putting the good news out. Put it out there. Bring it on. And she called me. She says, hello. I said, hey, mama, what's going on? She said, I need to talk to you. I said, mama, what's wrong? She said, nothing wrong. She said, I just prayed with the man on TV. He said, let somebody know that you gave your life to the Lord. So I'm telling you, I received Jesus Christ. Woo! Come on now. See, my mom's 89 years old now, and she does pretty good, but sometimes she gets a little mixed up. See, a lot of times people think they can wait to the end and slide on in. You might not be with it. Why would you put off opening the gift of God? Man, you got to express it. You got to tell somebody. Have you ever went somewhere and they had a great sale? And then the next day you tell your friends about the great sale and they say, why didn't you call me? This, this isn't even on the radar. Check it out. Can you imagine? If we're in heaven, I don't know exactly how it's going to be, but can you imagine? We're lined up before the Lord and the other are lined up to head the other way. I'll say hell. Yeah. Nobody wants to say that. Why didn't you tell me? Man, that hurts my heart. I'd rather be a big mouth for Jesus than anything else. You know? Already talk a lot. I got to tell you a story. I went and got my hair cut the other day, yesterday. And I went with Thomas and uh, Jesse and all those guys. And, well, Michael and all them. They go to a place. They they cut their beards and all that. So I should have got mine half price. (laughs) So anyway, I got there. and I talked to the people. And the lady said, what's your name? I told her about the chapman. She says, uh, Chapman, Chapman, you boy's a fitness guy, isn't he? I said, he is. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah. He said, he talks just like you. <laughs> I said, you go ahead, boy. Ain't that something? He probably pronounces stuff wrong like his dad. No, he probably doesn't. But, but see, isn't that something? See, are we, are we pouring into folks? That was just one thing, right? Kids are going to imitate what's going on, see what's going on. Everybody's their own person. But are we giving them the good news so they say, well, I know that's not right because my folks taught me this way. This is what the Bible says. Man, I love seeing the young folks come in here and get the good news sooner. Good news sooner, man. The sooner you can get that foundation, you can build and build and build and build on it, man. It's just good stuff. So everybody has the opportunity to share the good news. Now, here's something else here. The good news here. When you truly experience Christmas, you want to express Christmas. When you experience Christmas, you want to express Christmas. When you experience Christ, you want to express Christ. I can't not tell somebody about Jesus. I'm not kidding. That's that's not a, a, a buddy thing. It's too big. It's too good. I can't shut up. I'm the guy that gets the presents a little early and want to give everybody the stuff. Denise is like, oh, we got Thomas a drum set in the summertime. It about killed me. I said, can we give it to him? She said, no, no, no. I said, no, let's give it to him now. No. Oh, man. That was rough. Because I like giving. I like people seeing that, man. I'm like, woo, yeah. Don't you like sharing the good news? <coughs> I got to get a drink of water on that one right there. Amen. Mm-hmm. So look at this. Never forget, he had this nice drum set. I bought it from one of my buddies, man. I mean, it's pearl stuff. That's the, that's the, that's the Cadillac, one of the Cadillacs of the drum sets, all this. He's about this big. He's playing on pots and pans and everything else, and it's just amazing stuff. And that Christmas, I kept telling him, I said, now, let me tell you something, bud. Some of the best gifts are not always wrapped like you think. 
some of the best gifts are not always as big as you think they got to be. A little gift could be really good. All right. So he was opening presents, and I had a little teeny box about that big. Now, for y'all don't know what a drum key is, a drum key is about this big, and it, it, it adjusts the different things on the drums, right? It's kind of like a spoke wrench for a 10-speed, something like that, right? So we turn around, and I said, well, why don't you open this one? No, he's looking at all the other stuff. Why don't you open this one? Woo, open this right here. So he opens it up, and he goes, wow, Dad, thanks, it's a pearl drum key. I go, yeah, yeah, it is. But he only saw the key. I said, no, 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 no. I said, let's go upstairs. Let's go to the jam room. Well, we can go in a minute, but I'm going to hurt you. Let's go upstairs. Okay? I've been waiting six months, right? And we got up there, and Denise, man, she had all these balloons on the drum set. Woo, I'm going to cry for sure. I'm going to on this one. And we come out there, and my boy comes up to seven, and he's just like, ah! And he grabbed the sticks, and he's running back over there, and he gets all the way up there, and he turns around. And he comes over, and he just grabs me. He goes, thank you. Thank you. Guess what I did? Ah! People are going to flip through this video and go, was there a fire? Oh, my goodness. Don't we do that same thing with Christmas? Jesus is a baby in the manger. That's true. And we go, yeah, yeah. And we flip the story, and we go on. Till we stop for a minute at Christmas go, Thank you. Lord, thank you. Man, I'll never forget that. Man, and that was just stuff. This is life. This is the Savior. How much more should we be excited about that? You know, something else I wanted to share, that the good news here is for everybody. It's good news for everybody. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we're going to talk about that. And so as we walk through this, I want you to see that it's not just for a few, it's for all. How many people will receive it? So if I told you this, if I said, you know what, I just talked to my tax man and everything's good, I'm going to get 10 grand back this year. You go, well, that's nice, that's good. Yeah, that's good. But if I told you, I said, guess what? I just heard what they said on the radio. Everybody's going to get $10,000 back. You'd be going, woo! You say, well, what are you talking about? This news right here is not just or chose a few. It's for everybody. See, you saw the difference in that? Not just for you, not just for you, but for everybody. That's what makes it so amazing. It's good news for the Jew. It's good news for the Muslim. It's good news for the atheist. It's good news for the plumber. It's good news for the ditch digger. It's good news for the preacher. It's good news for us. But will you receive it? Y'all are awful quiet in there. That's good news. That's real good news. And like I said, when you experience Christmas, you want to express Christmas. So I pray that when we take this message here, it's not about all the stuff. It's about the Savior. I'm not against stuff. I am grateful for the presents and the gifts and all that. But I'm going to tell you what, you guys know this. How many know it's more about the heart behind the gift than the gift? It's always about that. It's always about that. You know, I've got things over the years that people had knitted and spent time and done stuff and all this. It's, 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 it's amazing that they pour into that. Let me tell you, God poured into you. God has poured into you. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far?
All right. Well, what I also see when I was studying, it was a day like no other. Let's keep on rolling. Luke 2, 11. In the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This is the one common theme in here. And this is what I was talking about. It was good news for everybody, for all humanity, a Savior were born. Matter of fact, not just a Savior, the Savior, the one and only Savior, this one way to heaven, and it's through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and we celebrate as we go into Christmas, Christmas, that's the day that he showed up here, right? That's what's going on. And he started unfolding his life in ministry in 33 years, man, walking and talking and teaching and, and showing us how to live a life in obedience to the Father, man. And even when we fail from walking in obedience, he says, I still got you. I'm talking to those that have received Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. And then you know what? For, for us that haven't, guess what? Today could be your day. What better gift is there than eternal life? What better gift is there to know that Jesus Christ gave his life, laid down his life, rose on the third day for your sin and my sin, and you receive it? Amen. So you can get a nice gift and just put it under your bed. Next year you go, yeah, you know I was going to open that. <coughs> Ten years go, but yeah, I'm going to open that. Don't leave the gift under your bed of Jesus. Don't leave the gift of Jesus at the altar. Open it up today. Look at this. We are all sinners in need of a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus. You say, well, man, buddy, I know that. But you know what? There's a lot of people that will listen to this, and there's a lot of times in our life that we don't act like we know that. Right? We can get wrapped around the wheel. Sometimes I got to pump the brakes, man. There's a lot to do in this world, isn't it? I like being busy. It's good, right? As long as it's in order with what God has for me. If I get so busy that I'm missing out on my family time and missing opportunities to share the gospel just to get the next thing, the next check off the, you know, the list. You know why I like lists? Y'all heard that. But there's a lot of things I don't like about a list, let me tell you. A list is good to keep you focused. But I have to be very careful because I need to have a not-to-do list. You say, what are you talking about? Not to get wrapped around the wheel, not to put in time when something that's not going to pay eternal dividends, right? There's a lot of not-to-do stuff. There's a lot of good things. I want to do the God thing, right? Not get sidetracked with this. Not worry about that, right? So the to-do list is great. But guess what? I guarantee if you thought for a minute and look back over your last week, there was probably a lot of stuff that we should have did on the not-to-do list or looked at the not-to-do list that just took our time, that just used us up. And, 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 it, and it's like, wow, why, why did I spend so much time on that? All right? How much time do you think that maybe you spent checking emails and surfing the web? Would you say in a week's time that it is greater equal to or less than the time that you spend in the word of the Lord. It's probably greater for many. Probably. How about as we go into this new year that we look at and we say, you know, if I, if I spend five minutes on that, I'm going to spend ten minutes with the Lord. Just a challenge. Just something to think about. I said it many times. You got a boat motor. It's got an hour meter reading on it. You got cars. Everybody wants to know when you sell a car, how many miles is on it. What happens if you had that odometer or that hour reader meter on your Bible, what would it read from January the 1st, 2018 to today? 
Would it have 15 minutes on it? Would it have four days and 72 seconds? Would it have six months? Would it have tears in the pages? Would it have notes in the pages? I'm not beating anybody up. I'm encouraging you to dig in. See, that's the thing. When we turn around, we think about when Christ was born. It stopped time and restarted it. Boom! But you know what God will do? He's so good that he'll give you a fresh start. He'll give me a fresh start. What will you do with your fresh start? We were all sinners and needed a Savior, and his name is Jesus. Let's see what else we got here. You know that, I said, you know what Christmas tells me? And I have some notes on that. That Jesus came just at the right time. So I'm not going to worry about the gifts. I already got mine. It's Jesus. Jesus came, so I'm not concerned about the wrapping paper because I'm covered in Christ. I'm not concerned about getting the return policy right, everything, because I'm secure in Christ. Somebody say amen. We get, oh, I don't know about that. That doesn't look like it. Man, don't get wrapped around a wheel. Wrap your hearts and your arm and your faith around Jesus. That's the deal. When we start doing that, things start changing. Look at this, man. I love it. I love it. Woo, I jumped the gun there. That was good stuff. I still got something else on my list here. I said, keep the main thing the main thing. We started out with that today. Keep the main thing the main thing. And it's easy to say that, but look at that. That's the the truth of the story. There is no Christmas without Christ, amen? There's no Christmas without Christ. Jesus is the Lord of Christmas. He directs us, he protects us, and guess what? He corrects us. And so there's no other way to walk it out but just trust him each and every day. And that day that was like no other can still be your day today. It should be like that every day. Think about that. How many people have to reboot their computer sometimes? Right? We do it here all the time. We'll plug all the stuff in, and it'll sound like this. Well, turn that knob and adjust it. And Tanya usually has the, the, the best idea. She said, just turn it off and turn it on again. Reboot it. Today could be a spiritual reboot for you. Today could be a spiritual reboot for you. Celebrate what this is all about. Celebrate that God loves you just the way you are, just where you are. The greatest gift that has ever been given is Jesus Christ came to this earth, lived a sinless life, and laid it down for you and me. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Evangelize and put the word out, man. But you got to receive it. You got to receive it. So we keep the main thing the main thing. I love it. I think it was Miss Joan had a post the other day. She said, I'm baking a, baking a birthday cake for Jesus. Was that you? A birthday cake? Somebody was. I thought it was. Birthday cake for Jesus. I said, I love it. Think about that. Main thing's the main thing. And in the midst of those things, we're still thinking about what it means. So my question is, have you claimed your gift? Have you opened your gift? Or did you just set it under the bed? Set it under the car seat? Put it over there with the bills? I'll get to it someday. Man, today is the day that we need to do that. So I want you to claim your gift. Let me, I have about seven things here. If you guys want to take some, some notes here, I think this will be very helpful to you. Some of the things, and there's many, many more. I just grabbed a few of them, okay? Look at this. So we want to claim our gift. Through, through Jesus, we have been delivered from our enemies. Is that good news? You've been set out of the curse of the law, set in the family of God. That doesn't mean you're never going to have a tough time. But let me tell you what, you have right standing with the Lord because of what Jesus did. Through Jesus, we receive mercy from God. How many people appreciate that mercy? Appreciate that grace. God's unearned, unmerited favor. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. Do we deserve it? No. 
All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. But the good news is, through Jesus, we receive mercy from God. I say it this way, my, my little translation to this. Why is it when we get our hand in the cookie jar, we want mercy, but when it's our cookie jar and it's somebody else, we want their hand? We got to change that, man. Let's represent the Lord well. How about this? Through Jesus, we are justified by faith. What does that mean? Just as if we never sinned. Woo! Anybody got a new paint job on their car before and it looks just factory fresh, right? You say, man, that looks good. Jesus just didn't give you a couple of extra coats. He didn't just buff out the bad spots. He justified you, set you in the family, made you new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Woo, I'm ready about that. That was my Ric Flair in case you didn't check that out. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Peggy, sometimes she said, I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> oh, my goodness, we have a good time here. Through Jesus, we have peace with God. Peace with God. That's amazing. How about peace with anybody? But I want peace with God. That's where you sleep pretty decent. That's at the end of the day, you go, God, I appreciate that. Oh, man, that's awesome. And we continue to keep on walking and going through what God has for us. What else do we have? Everybody doing good so far? Yeah. Claim some more of them gifts. Through Jesus, we have holiness and righteousness. I had to read that twice. Holiness and righteousness. We are made right by the sacrifice of Christ. When God looks at you and me that have put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, he sees us pure and perfect. Man, I thought everybody would be going, yeah, think about that. They don't say you're on the wrong team. They don't, you ever had somebody, you get something new, something nice, and you saved up for it and everything else? Like, okay, here's my brand new stool. I saved up six months to get this stool. Look at this. And I turn it around there, and then somebody goes, well, you know it's got a little split right there. You know? I mean, it'd be nice if they just fixed that right there. I mean, I, mean, it's, I know, I, you know, I, I really do like it, but if you can just get this, you know. You know, they got a back for those. You ever had that person? Don't be that person. You know what happened? See, if you're from Buckle, you get this. No, I'll <laughs> I'm teasing. Come on now. I'm teasing. It could happen. It could happen. You got to pray for them later. But uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is, God didn't do a halfway job. He didn't just give you a makeover. He didn't just give you the best that, that, that we could come up with. He gave you his best and he gave you Jesus. There is no better. There is no better news. Look at this. Through Jesus, we are reconciled. We're made right. We're set in the family. Man. That's good news, isn't it? You know what I love? We talked about it a little bit. When everybody comes in here, they, they're talking. They're seeing the church family. They're hugging on everybody. Me and Uncle Carl was talking about I said, boy, it's going to be an awesome time when we get back, when we graduate, and we see the Lord face to face, and you see your, your grandma and your friends and Uncle Joe and your sister, and all that is going to be, woo! I guarantee you ain't going to go, oh, son, how you been doing? Oh, yeah, I saw you over the throne. That's good, yeah, that's good. Yeah. No! I'm going to be up there like, I want to get up there with Jesus. I want to get up there with Jesus. Yeah. Right? Amen. Man. Going to trade in these new metal knees for brand new ones. Okay. That's right. Look at that. I'll be able to do this with this arm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. But more than that, I'm going to be able to, and you're going to be able to, see the Lord. The one who gave it all for you. The one that we celebrate as we go into this time of year. But please, let's not just celebrate them once a year. 
We've got 364 more days to tell people about Jesus. Amen. If we're lucky to make it through, right? If we're fortunate enough to make another year. You know, my mom told me the other day, she said, how old will I be on my next birthday? I said, how old do you want to be, Ruthie? You're old enough. You can be whatever you want to be. She said, I think I'm going to be 90. She said, that's old. I never thought I was going to be 90. I said, you're doing good. That's good. That's a blessing. I said, I think we ought to go for triple digits. She said, ooh, I don't know about that. And then the next thing she wants to know is how old her dog is. Because she loves that dog. Well, how old is Susie? She's going to see who's going to make it out of here first. Right? She loves that dog. I got to tell you about that dog. When my dad was alive, I'd be the guy to take him to the hospital and everything else. He'd have his little wallet. He'd have, he had his car and he had this. So he said, well, hold my wallet over there. And I looked through the wallet. I said, well, there's a picture of my sister. There's a picture of my kids. There's a picture of Denise. There's a picture of my mom. Dad, there's a picture of Susie, the dog. Dad, where's my picture? He said, Oh, you're usually with me. I don't need to put you in there. <laughs> I ain't kidding, boy. Thanks, Dad. I love you, too. Susie got top billing. He took my picture up with Susie's in there. Yeah, you're usually with me. <laughs> we got to talk about that, Pops, when we get there. Oh, my goodness. But we're reconciled. Look at this. Through Jesus, we have light and guidance. Man. Have you ever... Did a little cleaning up, say maybe at a, on, a, on a dining room table and you get that lemon pledge and you get, anybody use that still? Lemon pledge? Put that out there. And you say, man, that looks good. And then company comes over and you turn the, open the blinds and you go, what in the world is that? It's all smeared and everything out there. And you feel bad and you say, well, we're just going to eat on paper plates in the living room. Right, you know, something like that. See, the light that God gives us is a light to see things as they really are. See, a lot of times we don't look too bad in the dark, do we? Right? I'm telling you what, turn them lights off, I'll prove the point. No, Jesus. Yeah. Turn them lights off, boy. Yeah. I ain't kidding. How many people get up in the morning and put the wrong sock on, wrong color sock, get to work, and that's the day you got to do a presentation, and you get up there and you go, well, I'll tell you what, guys, and they go, that's orange and your other one's dark red. What's that? It was early. Right? Through the light that God gives us, the light of scripture, the light of his son, the light of, of Holy Spirit in that can direct us so that we can claim our gift. But not just claim our gift, that we can turn around and share our gift. So I'm going to bring it home. Everybody doing good? Now that's Christmas. That's what I call Christmas right there. I said, you know what? That's why I love to say that. I, I, I love to say that when I write it all the time, I write it real big. You know, what do people say if you type them something and it's all in caps, you yell it at them? Guess what goes in caps? Christ. And we yell it at you? Yeah, Jesus' birthday. Whew, Jesus is coming back. Do you know him? Have you received the gift? The free gift? You know, it's funny when people say, I'll give you a gift, but what do you give me? That's not a free gift. That's a trade, right? God says, hey, I give you, I'm giving you this. I'm giving you this. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, the name which is above all names, because he will save his people from their sins, man. That's the amazing thing that I love to hear about. Jesus will save us from our sins. God's gift to us is Jesus, and receiving him opens us up to live for him. I said there's no greater gift, there's no greater name, and there's no greater love than this. I pray for folks listening here today and our family that's here with us today that this Christmas is different. 
that it's different. I know you've had some great ones in the past, and I know that we've got some loss and some times that we're going to go through through the year and everything else, but just take a minute and say, God, thank you. God, thank you for the gift of Christ. God, thank you for loving me like that. Man, that's the praise. That's the deal. Don't get wrapped up in the wrapping paper. You're wrapped and clothed in Christ. Don't worry about the return policy. God's not giving you back. He's got you. You're secure in Christ. Amen. Don't worry about the, 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 how can I afford to pay for it because it's a gift. You don't pay for a gift. You don't even earn a gift. You receive a gift. So, friends, I pray that today you receive the gift of Christ. Let's pray. Amen. Amen. Woo, Lord, you are good all the time, and I praise your holy name. And, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to share today. And I pray as we, we just think about the gift that you've given us, Lord, that you came yourself. You didn't even send anybody else. You said, hey, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Man, let us unwrap that today by faith. Lord, help us to unwrap that truth today by faith. If you're listening today online, I don't care if it's not Christmas. I don't care if it's next year. I don't care. This message has no expiration date. Open it by faith. You say, what must I do to open that? What must I do to be saved? The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. I know I say that every week, and I plan to say that every time, because it doesn't change. The truth does not change, but he can sure make a change in your life. He can change the direction of your life. We're on our way to hell without him, and by faith we can know that we're justified by him, and that we can turn and run to him. So Lord, I ask you to take this message And help it to bring somebody to the unwrapping of the gift of Jesus today. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Friends, that means if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if you believe that Jesus came and paid your sin debt in full, that you believe that he died on the cross, was buried, and rose on the third day. You received that as the truth in your heart. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Turn from your sin and turn to Christ. He said, I will save you. He said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's not about mumbling a prayer. It's about a commitment with your heart. And I pray that you heard it today. Let us praise him throughout the year. And everybody said, amen. amen. Friends, if you got any question about the message today, feel free to, to send us an email, a text. We just want you to open the greatest gift ever given, Jesus. Amen.